today in the United States, we do an entirely poor job of taking care of our pregnant moms. If you look at statistics like maternal morbidity and mortality, it's been going up. In fact, it, through the pandemic, it's gotten worse. So we're one of the worst, actually the worst of any advanced country. Welcome back to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators who are transforming health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. Today, we've got two very special guests on the show talking about one extremely important topic, maternal health. This is a topic that has been front and center in health news lately, and not for good reasons. In spite of all our progress in technology, the U.S. has one of the highest maternal mortality rates in the developed world. Globally, the WHO reports that a maternal death occurred almost every two minutes in 2020. What's worse, maternal health brings to light racial health inequities in a stark and disturbing way. According to the CDC, black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. But we're not just here to talk about the problem. My guests are two health transformers who have dedicated their lives to changing the maternal health story. First, you'll get to hear from Jade Kearney, CEO and founder of She Matters, a new platform that trains doctors in culturally competent care so that, among other things, black women are heard and understood during childbirth. They also created a virtual community for moms to get support and other features, but I'll let her get into those details. After Jade, we'll have a conversation with Anish Sebastian, CEO of BabyScripts. BabyScripts is bringing virtual care and remote monitoring to the pregnancy journey so that more women get the care they need when and where they need it most. Now, let's get into the conversation with Jade Kearney from She Matters. You are one of the newer members of the Startup Health family, and so I'm excited to hear more about your story. I, you know, a lot of startups have personal stories at their genesis, and I know yours is no exception. Yours comes from a very personal place. So tell us how you came up against the challenges of maternal health. Um, well, five years ago, I had my first child. I'm now mom of four. But bye. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Five years ago, I had my first daughter, okay. and I really thought that the hard part due to maternal health statistics around for black women would be the labor and delivery. But my struggle started after I left the hospital with my postpartum period. Um, there, were, there was no information. When you leave the hospital, when you're discharged, you get this little folder full of things. And there was nothing in there that talked to me specifically as a black woman about the challenges and nuances of postpartum. Um, one of the biggest things that happened to me that I know happened to a lot of women is I had postpartum anxiety, OCD. Sure. And I reached out to family members, but there's a cultural stigma around mental health um, in the black community. So I didn't get any help there. So I decided to do what anyone else would do. And I went to a healthcare provider. My healthcare provider wasn't culturally competent. He had no ideas of the challenges and nuances that black women face when it comes to mental health when it comes to physical health and pain, and dismiss me with, um, with an SSRI, an antidepressant. Gotcha. Um, culturally, that takes time. We're, we're, it's not something that um, is kind of taboo. And so I said, oh my God, I'm not being helped anywhere. I'm not being helped through my healthcare provider. I'm not being helped through friends and family. Um, I have nowhere to go. And I really felt shame and I was suffering. And I said, I can't be the only person going through this. Um, there was one BuzzFeed article. It was called Black Women Suffering in Silence. Yeah. Um, there were 11 black women who told their stories about their horrendous postpartum periods. And one thing that 
motivated me was that they were all better. And so I said, if they can get better, I can get better. And went on this journey, this mom journey, um, to not only get better, but to help other black mothers. I said, if I can help any black mom not experience what I experienced, then I've done something. And so now we're here. What was your journey leading up to that? What kind of work had you been doing that kind of laid some of the groundwork here? I was in education. Okay. Um, I was at NYU. I got my uh, master's degree in digital media design. And so I really thought that I was going to uh, create apps for ed tech. Okay. <laughs> and so I have the background in like digital media. Yeah, but I didn't, right. So critical. Yeah. But I didn't know it would lead to this. Okay. Yeah. Right. And how does that kind of lay the groundwork? Well, I also went to Georgetown for uh, diversity and inclusion management. Oh, okay. So it all kind of came together yeah. in a hodgepodge. Case, uh, yeah, the communication, the equity, and it's all enabled me to have conversation with everyone. So I can talk about diversity. I can talk about um, health equity. I can talk about community aspects of different things because of the education that I've had and because of my background in education and diversity. Okay, let's get real about what it really looks like to have culturally competent care yeah. for moms. What does that really mean? That means that as a healthcare provider, you understand the challenges and nuances that black women face so that we can decrease black maternal morbidity, which is a crisis and an epidemic in this country. It takes you all the way back and we talk about what our LMS system does is it, it gives you information about the relationship that we have to the healthcare system and systemic racism. And it takes you on that journey with a lot of people don't know, don't understand. Sure, sure. Health equity is about an hour in medical school. Right. And once you become a doctor, you don't have the time really to fully understand all the challenges and nuances of whatever hospital you're in. So we're taking, we're pulling back and we're allowing you to learn about why your patients may react the way they react to you as a healthcare professional. We're talking about that history to build empathy, but also to build safety because healthcare providers sometimes don't feel safe because of the statistics, the, the, I never say it right, statistics, working with black women. I don't understand them. I don't feel safe. I don't want to make a mistake. Interesting. Right? Like it's for safety on both ends, safety for black moms and safety for healthcare providers. Interesting. So at the core, the platform, you've created educational, um, you've created courses that yes. doctors can take? Yes. If they get a certificate at the end, how does that work? Yes. So once you complete the course, we require that you do one thing. And you talk about how the certification can be implemented into your practice. Okay. So that you have better patient outcomes. And then you get a certificate that says you are culturally competent in black maternal health care. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, one thing that kind of jumps out to me is I, I wonder, what are some of the tools that are translatable outside of, let's say you have a, a white doctor and you have a, a black mother. Cool. Um, you know, I'm thinking about the tools of, of listening, of active listening. What are some of the ways that, you, you, that you're training people that even goes beyond uh, cultural competency, but you're just helping them be more aware and in the moment? Okay, one thing is that a lot of healthcare providers, no matter who you're working with, you're trained to get a yes. Okay. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? You offer... A solution and make it seem like there's no other yeah. option so we say that listening to your patient 
listening to their wants and needs, giving them options in their care is extremely important. That doesn't happen. Yeah. If you're having a baby and I can black, white or other. Yeah. OK, we're going to do a C-section. OK, right. we're going to do the. Wait a minute. Hold on. The, here are your options. We're going to uh, we can break your water. How do you feel about that? Yeah. We can, you know, offer what will happen if we do yes, this. Yes, offering options. Yeah. Talking to the person, waiting for a response. Those things, those are transferable skills. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Giving a patient more autonomy, more information. Yes. Bringing them into the conversation. Absolutely. Um, uh, is where are you at in terms of the product rollout? Have you have you educated physicians? Yes. Okay. We've educated over 500 physicians. We have 10,000 black moms on our platform. Fantastic. We are so excited with where things are going, and it's gone beyond just healthcare networks. We have payers who have purchased licenses to offer to their healthcare professionals because they understand how important health equity is, but also how much of a problem black maternal morbidity is. In the last two years, it's grown over 45%. Maternal morbidity has grown in the United States 30%. For anybody. Even saying it that way sounds kind of scientific and kind of belies how terrible the numbers are. Yeah. Like the number of black women dying or because of childbirth is is grown by 40%. It's insane. Uh, and and I and I did, well, there was a black mom who recently died, I believe it was in Ohio last week. Perfectly healthy, brain hemorrhage. No one was listening to her, and ended up dying on the table. She was complaining of pain, and that's one thing we talked about, is that people think that black women, healthcare providers think that black women have a higher threshold for pain, but you wouldn't even understand that that is because the foundation of gynecology was founded in slavery right. and black women were used for experimentation. So it all, so that we talk about all of that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And those, uh, you, you can see those numbers still in med school surveys today. Yeah. Those, those thoughts persist. It's wild. Um, you mentioned the education piece, which I understand. And you said you had 500 moms on the platform. 10,000. Oh, sorry. 10,000. Um, <laughs> 10,000 moms. How do they interact so I understand the education piece. Are they they coming on for actual care, telemedicine? What, what are they getting? All of it. So when they get on the platform, they can talk to other moms in the community to validate their experience, whether I can't breastfeed, okay. I'm having challenges. Element. Yes, the community element. Then you have the culturally relevant resources. My co-founder, Marguerite Pierce, will tell you, you can find more about the postpartum period of dogs than black women, which is terrible. So we've created this hub of information around the postpartum period for black mothers. And then we have this database full of healthcare providers that are culturally competent. And one thing that we offer to black moms is free therapy. Got it. So we have therapists on our platform and moms can have a therapy session through our platform with a culturally competent healthcare provider for free. How do you afford offering free therapy? So free, if you have health insurance, and this is the thing that I, I always love to talk about. 73% of our moms have health insurance, okay? So they don't want to deal with the red tape around their insurance in mental health care services because they feel like they're not seen and heard because they feel like they're not seen and heard. So they come to us to help them find a health care provider. So we find a health care provider that takes their insurance, and then what we do is we cover the cost 
of like um, the copay. Okay. So the copay is ten dollars, fifteen dollars, and we do that through donations. Got it. Okay. Okay. So you have a a whole uh, system. Uh, a funder side of the system. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if someone does not have health care, uh, they don't have um, health insurance, we have over 2,000 donated hours from uh, therapists. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's a whole paradigm shift in terms of how the care is being delivered. Yeah. Um, and the need for it. Uh, what are you most excited about for what's coming next? We are so, so excited about our um, wearable technology. Okay. So... We have a symptom tracker for preeclampsia and eclampsia and HELP syndrome, which is basically high blood pressure during or postpartum. Yep. And no one has a symptom tracker. They give you a sticker to put on your refrigerator, like a magnet, mm-hmm. and says the sign and symptoms are this or that. Well, what we've done is like we've created this this wearable tracker that pairs with your eye, your Apple Watch, okay, or your iPhone, and it can tell you if you just go through and like check. Yeah, you should go to the hospital. Yes, you should check in with your healthcare provider. Yes, it seems like you might be having a preeclampsia or eclampsia syndrome. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, and what about in terms of collaborations or partners? Who, who are you uh, excited to work for, work with? Well, right now, we're really excited to work with smaller healthcare clinics. So we've been focused on like the larger hospitals, but we have some awesome things coming in the future with like small clinics throughout New York, which total big hospitals i'm yeah. really excited about it that's so awesome jay yeah. i appreciate you taking the time with me it's so exciting to watch your journey which is happening fast yeah. <laughs> you just started this company and you're yeah. having a huge impact on thousands of women's lives um, thank you so um congratulations on the moves and we'll be watching you in the year to come thank you so much thank you all right thanks jade our next guest is anish sebastian ceo of baby scripts When Anish first launched his company with a mission of helping moms have better pregnancies, he was a bachelor without a partner or a baby in sight. That created an interesting learning curve, but also gave baby scripts the advantage of an outsider's perspective. Since then, however, Anish has gotten married, to an OB coincidentally, and had a child. We'll get a bit into that mindset shift and how his experience as a father brought new depth to his work and lit a fire to bring baby scripts to even more moms. Anish, thanks for joining me today. Logan, it's it's always good to be here, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been exciting to see Baby Scripts grow over the years. I've gotten to interview you over time. Um, and one of the greatest things uh, about your story in my mind is that you started a company to help uh, women have healthier pregnancies before you were married, had children, when you were still a bachelor. And yet here you are sitting a father of a, of a two-year-old. And uh, so you, you've had your own your own journey which I'm sure has impacted the company. So first of all, what's it like having a two-year-old at home? Yeah, Logan, you're totally right. As the company has grown, uh, so has my family, right? When we started, it was I was a bachelor, right? Those were the old days. Um, but uh, my my kid just turned two last week. Uh, so that's been, that's been quite the journey. Um, he's getting more emotional now, every now and then throwing a temper tantrum. So I think that's a sign of things to come. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all joking aside, I think going through the pregnancy journey, particularly the postpartum journey, to me has been completely eye-opening. Um, you, you know, myself and and my wife's a, a trained OBGYN, by the way. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, f- f- you know, we thought we sort of knew how to do the whole pregnancy postpartum thing, yeah. and little do, did we know, you know, we barely knew nothing. Right. Yeah. It's all kinds of 
questions, open areas, gaps in care. So it's it's a big deal, and it just reinforced the mission and the vision of the work that we're doing. You know, which is a good good segue to explain exactly what is Baby Scripts. What have you built? Yeah. So let me first just say, today in the United States, we do an entirely poor job of taking care of our pregnant moms. If you look at statistics like maternal morbidity and mortality, it's been going up. In fact, it, through the pandemic, it's gotten worse. So we're one of the worst, actually the worst of any advanced country, right? It's wild. And we think that one of the core problems is proper, good access to care. And that's what Babyscripts does. Um, we have a technology platform using mobile devices, smart connected devices that helps providers, OBGYNs, nurse midwives, nurses, primary care physicians, allow to remotely monitor pregnancies, low and high risk, and really uh, you know, take the care outside of the four walls of an office or a clinical setting into the patient's home, right? So let's get really practical about it. So let's say the access issue, let's put a face on it. Uh, a woman gets pregnant. She says, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure I can afford going into the OB every month, doing sort of that standard checkup. Yeah. So I'm just going to hold off. I'm just going to, what are some of the, the... Well, think about it very pragmatically, right? Uh, they might have to take uh, several days off of work. Uh, they might have to think about child care for other right. children of their own. Um, these are day-to-day challenges that, you know, moms face. So if you can do a, a visit remotely or take blood pressure at home, you know, there's no need to take half a day or a full day off of work pay $20 for parking. Parking's very expensive these days. And, you know, see your, you know, your provider for 15 minutes, right? So a lot of what care that's happening today can be taken into the home outside of the clinical setting. Uh, and really, it's a no-brainer now. And that's that's what we really do. So what are some of the other downstream benefits of that remote care? I mean, you just said, like, not having to pay for parking. That's just like a tangential yeah, be- yeah, benefit. Yeah. Like, what are some of the interesting health benefits? Yeah, the, the biggest benefit is better quality outcomes for the pregnancy itself, right? So whether that's detecting risk earlier so providers can intervene, that's or it's, you know, avoiding an adverse outcome, like a complication in the postpartum time period, avoiding a readmission that might take place after the delivery, uh, just better better outcomes, healthier moms, healthier babies, right? That's kind of the- be able to quantify some of that. Yeah, I mean, the things that we look at is actually mostly around the postpartum time period, and that's where the highest risk is. Um, so one of the things we look at is is postpartum hypertension management. Okay. Um, so whether it's like, you know, uh, detecting that risk earlier, reducing readmissions back in the hospital, uh, not only have we quantified it, we actually published and shared on it too. Uh, so it's clinically validated results that we're sharing. Um, so definitely have some good results there. So. Okay. Uh, talk to me about where the company's at. How many OBs are you working with? How many, how many pregnancies have you helped? Yeah. So today we're in about 27 states. Okay. Um, our book of business is about 300,000 pregnancies. Okay. Uh, and it's growing monthly. Um, and um, I, I think one of the things that we're very proud of is, you know, last year we rolled out a maternal mental health module. Okay. Really aimed at um, identifying you know, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Um, and that could be as simple as just being anxious during pregnancy or as bad as depression and, and obviously worst case scenario, suicidal ideation and thoughts, right? So I, identifying where the risk is sooner and getting them the care that they need is something we're very proud of. Um, and we're hoping to sort of roll that out this year and, and really just grow and take that to the next level, Phil. All right, let's go back to your, your baby being born two years ago. What was the biggest surprise? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I go back to the biggest surprise being, you know, the the all of the the gaps in the postpartum time period, especially those first six months after you come home with the baby, right? Yeah. And that's not just for the baby, but quite frankly, for the mom and 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 the dad to a certain extent, right? Uh, everything from breastfeeding to if you have a C-section, like healing issues there, uh, to you know getting back to life and work is normal, right? So there's just a lot of things going on. And I think we do a, a poor job of equipping our moms with the proper tools that they need to, so they can get back to, you know, life as normal, right? Yeah, you have this newborn and you're thrust into this sort of black hole, this like sort of crazy sleep-deprived phase. Yeah. And the world is just sort of congratulating you for having a baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that moment for you experiencing that, did that make you want to extend care further forward? Yeah, we actually go one year after the delivery now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just give you a very pragmatic example. So for high-risk moms, you know, you're supposed to come in for an appointment six days after after the delivery, yeah. six, to, six to 18 days, essentially. Think about it. You have a six-day month at whole. It's terrible. You might have another kid. The last thing you want to do is, like, take the baby and go into a clinic, right? And really, the big thing you go in for is remote blood pressure monitoring and or blood pressure monitoring and answering a bunch of symptomatic questions. No reason why you can't do that through an app or through an at-home program or through a telemedicine appointment, right? So that's just one very simple example, but you can take that and apply that all over the place. I, and I think, uh, um, you know, hybrid care is here to stay. And uh, uh, particularly for the users that we serve, they typically tend to be young, tech-savvy, might, might I even say millennial, right? So it's silly that we're still expecting folks to sort of, you know, turn the car on and, and drive two hours for a 15-minute appointment. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, when you read about uh, maternal health stats being really abysmal right now, yeah. you can't help but read about disparities in care based off of the race of the patient. So how do you feel like uh, opening up access to care helps with, um, helps with health equity? Yeah, absolutely. So just to reemphasize the stats there, um, if you're black or brown, they're two or three times more likely to have an adverse maternal outcome. It's wild. So that's terrible, right? Um, we think access to care is a big part of that. We also think that for a lot of moms out there, you just have a fundamental issue with trusting the healthcare system. Sure. So a lot of our tools identify these risks early, earlier and get the mom the care they need. And a lot of times that's not the white coat MD, right? It might be a care navigator. It might be a health coach. It might be a case manager, right? So just building that trust and connectivity is super important. Awesome. Awesome. Anish, what are you most excited about for the company for the next 12 months? I mean, I think we're at the precipice of maternal health becoming a major tenant of decisions being made at healthcare institutions, right? It's no longer in the back of the line. It's starting to move up to the front of the line. And that's an exciting time for a business, uh, for whether it be a payer executive or healthcare system executive. We're part of those conversations. And ultimately, you know, moms win, right? That's what we're all about. And that, that's something we're excited about. Love it. Anish? Uh, so excited for Baby Scripts and what you're building there. Excited that you uh, uh, have this this two-year-old at home educating you. Yeah, and, a uh, lot of education going on. Keeping it real. I'll tell you that. You know, I think your yeah. company's probably going to be better for the fact that you've gone through that personally and you can you can share that with Absolutely. folks. Absolutely, yeah. And it's yeah. going to be an amazing year. So congrats. Yeah. Logan, always good to talk to you. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.